Good morning. Today we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of Christ, or also called Corpus Christi, a Latin form of blood of Christ. The church always gives us two times a year, even if every day we celebrate the Eucharist. But today, today and another time gives us, calls us to think and stop and ask ourselves, what are we really doing? What are we receiving? So the two times, the first one is on Holy Thursday with the institution of the Eucharist. And the second time is today. But because during the uh, Holy Thursday, the night before he suffers, Jesus gives us the Eucharist, the great sacrament of joy. But we don't have the time to enjoy that sacrament, to enjoy the celebration of the Eucharist, because immediately we are moved into the passion, the death, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But again, now today, it, gives, it invites us to celebrate the Corpus Christi. What we see today is what God is doing. The church fathers knew that uh, and taught that the Eucharist makes the church. The Eucharist makes us as the church because without the Eucharist, it will be any other organization. There's so many societies out there. Think about the Abraham Lincoln Society or the George Washington Society. You name them, you know them, different clubs. They just come and talk about how, how Abraham was. They advance his cause, they have some tea, and they go home. The church without the Eucharist would be exactly like that. What makes this different is that at the center of this, it's a person. I already say that uh, the Eucharist and Christ and God is not a force. It's a person. Because anytime you talk about a force, you're trying to manipulate the force. Like, the, may the force be with, with you, you know? Just a force. But behind this, it's a person. So what we see the Eucharist is, as we say, it's the source and the summit of our Christian faith, because this source is a person who invites us into a communion with him. The readings today we hear from the, the gospel, especially John, gives us this discourse about the living bread. Uh, a week before, Jesus filled the multitude with bread. Of course, remember that story. Uh, the fi 5,000 were fed on bread and fish. Then they come looking for him and say, I am that living bread. So it enters into this discourse of what it means. I tells them, you have to eat my flesh. You now John tells us that very many of them quarreled among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus didn't say this is symbolic. No, he didn't even back up forth. He just doubled down. He said, unless you eat this and drink my blood, now, the verb they use, uh, troge in Greek, really means like an animal, kind of cannibalism, like you eat the flesh with blood. The entire Old Testament, there are so many uh, provisions, where so many texts where Jews are refused to eat anything with the blood because blood is life. And it means if you eat blood, of course, you're taking some, some, some life. And only God has the power to do that. So when he tells them you have to eat my flesh not, and even drink my blood, that's why they are quarreling. You say, who, the, who do you think you are? That's why many of them walked away. But Jesus is telling us today that in the Eucharist, two things happen. One, 
this is the time you the time you receive communion, like today in a few minutes, you'll be receiving communion. It's the most important time in your life. The time you're receiving this Eucharist is the most precious time under the earth. All the time of your life you live. That's the most sacred and the most important time when you're receiving the Eucharist. Because what's happening, God chooses to come and dwell in you. He says, I want to commune with you. That's the only time you can say you are totally one, united with Christ. And that's the invitation he gives us. Second reason, the church invites us also to revisit our understanding of the Eucharist. Because very many times we get so much used. Of course, we're, we're, we're human beings of habits. We do things over and over and again. We get so much used. So maybe you can call it, maybe uh, we become familiar and becomes familiarity. We get so much used to it. We take it for granted. But he invites us today to take a deeper look, say, what are you going to receive? In a very few minutes, I'll tell you the body of Christ. Christ chooses to remain with us in a very simple but profound way in the Eucharist. So when we receive communion, we are united with Christ, with God, okay? But also we are united with one another. The community of believers becomes one in Christ, so today, as we come to worship, as we receive the Eucharist, the question is, are you aware of what you are receiving? I ask you, don't take it for granted. Be aware that Christ chooses to come to dwell in you, to be one with you. It gives us a foretaste of what life will be, internal life, us with him forever. Let us ask for the grace today to understand the gift we have. That without the Eucharist, the church is nothing. Let's ask God's grace also to be aware that once we receive communion with God, he wants us to be in communion with one another, to be there for others, to care for others as he does, because that's what communion means. Us with a some heart, some mind, giving thanks to God. The last thing I want to talk about is the Eucharist is a thanksgiving. So anytime we come, we give thanks for our life, for even the little things we may take for granted. We're giving thanks. But the main thanksgiving is Christ giving thanks to God on our behalf. We participate in giving thanks to God. The Lord be with you.